0: Hello everyone, I'm Al Deldegan, creator and producer of the Leaders, Innovators, and Big Ideas podcast, supported by Rainforest Alberta. This podcast showcases the people who are working to improve Alberta's innovation ecosystem. Val McCarty is in the business of helping organizations visualize, communicate, and execute strategy in real time. Her studies were acquired at both University of Alberta and Grant McEwen University, and encompassed management, education, and human services with an aim to continue learning. Her previous experience includes the financial sector, fitness sector, and early childhood education. When Val is not at work, you can find her outside with her grandkids or looking forward to the next live jam. Let's join Val now as she has a conversation with entrepreneur John Hetherington. Take it away, Val.
1: Welcome listeners to another edition of Leaders, Innovators and Big Ideas podcast. The LIBI podcast is supported by Rainforest Alberta and showcases those who are contributing and or supporting the innovation ecosystem in Alberta. So myself, I'm Val McCarty. I'm in the business of empowering startups through friendships, knowledge and opportunities. And today, I have a guest who specializes in unblocking your bottlenecks and streamlining your business so you can grow your revenue 10 times and get your life back. He also can help your small to medium-sized business that is wanting to grow. He can help you get new products and services delivered faster and unblock barriers and hindrances. So a big welcome To John Hetherington.
2: Great to be here Val and uh, you're looking forward to our chat.
1: Yes same uh, myself as well. So uh, John tell our listeners a little bit about your beginnings I call it the what why and how of uh, John Hetherington.
2: For sure so where do I begin so thinking about it so yes grew up in the UK in London so Tottenham Hotspur fan by by birth so if that if any of your listeners are Spurs fans. That's always a connection there. But yeah, my my why, just to jump ahead a bit, is around making technology easier for everyone. Um, I like to think of myself as the slayer of technology complexity. So where that comes from is when I was growing up in London, I always loved technical things, building kits, Lego, the Airfix kits, model railways. I love following a methodology, a process to create something. And that led me into a electrical engineering degree. And then from there, I actually went into my first job, which was actually selling insurance of all things. So I learned a lot about customer service, but then quickly realized how technology could improve our working. Because believe it or not, back in those days, we were still running paper forms up between up and down between floors. So when we got leads from the phones, they'd be running up to the sales consultants and others to, to give us a lead. So I quickly realized, hey, why don't we do this on, on this newfangled technology called email? So this was in the in the late 90s, so we're just getting into electronic records and email. And that's when I first got the bug around using technology to really improve process and how we work and make lives easier. So from there, went to went into my IT project management route. So we started out as a developer and then went to work for the big four I was in working with Ernst & Young and then Deloitte, and then became self-employed in the last 10 years, starting my own business. And uh, yeah, I haven't looked back since, because now I really get to do some interesting work with small businesses and helping people get the most from technology.
1: Yeah, making technology easier for everyone. I love that. Who could not use that? <laughs> you know, No, it, it's great. It, it doesn't have to be anything that we are afraid of if we understand it and can properly use it better. Love it. Did you always know you'd be an entrepreneur? When did your dreams of helping and supporting businesses start for you?
2: Well, I didn't, if I'm honest. So yeah, I started out, like I said, that process methodology background is is following something to deliver something. And entrepreneurial activity, you know, businesses, as we know, are very fluid, lots going on, lots of challenges. And that's what really got me excited in the last, last stage of my life in terms of now wanting to give back to the entrepreneurial community and helping other people grow and their businesses grow so after my first 20 30 years of being an employee with companies um, my wife actually had cancer and in the UK she's a survivor so the first time she had cancer we then said okay life's too short we need to make a change so we then moved to Canada we hadn't been here before and said let's we want to work and live abroad try something new restart and yep came to Canada in 2005 and that's when I first got the, the bug around being an entrepreneur. So I started to do some businesses on the side for my own work while I was still an employee. And then 10 years later, being in Canada, my wife actually got cancer for the second time. So she's twice cancer survivor. So God bless her. She's a she's a warrior and a hero for me and a lot of my strength. So really reinforced that life is too short. We really need to seize the day and, and find out how to work, how to make our lives easier and and do what, do our dreams. And that's when I became an entrepreneur. So that's when we started our business, the we Deliver Your And now I really enjoy, because time is precious, I really enjoy the quick wins, seeing results, growing my own business, but also other people's businesses for the best value possible. And it really doesn't need to cost that much. So now it's a case of being an entrepreneur for other entrepreneurs to rescue their businesses or rescue their projects, do business resets, and reviewing technology to help them grow their businesses.
1: What a legacy of strength. That's amazing. But just a, a, on on a different note, I'm just going to do a little bit of a squirrel moment. Coming from the UK and coming to Canada, even though we're part of the Commonwealth, is there a big culture gap? Is there a, Was there a, a large difference in 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 the countries
2: there is and there isn't so what i love about the canadian way of life is it takes the north america the the u.s dream of you can be anything do everything but applies the commonwealth sensibilities to it so it's it's what i find is what and what we found coming here is that there's it reinvigorated our opportunity let's go let's try something new and canada is very welcoming especially in somewhere like Calgary, there are many other cities like this, where there's a lot of people coming to Calgary and coming to Canadian cities. So there's a lot of community spirit around, okay, who are you? How can we work together? How can we move forward? And I really love that. And that, that just that community spirit and things like the rainforest really reinforce that and just bring new people into the city, make them welcome. And I that's what I love about Canada, plus the space, the mountains being able to go hiking with my we have two dogs uh, a border collie and a german shepherd so i love getting out to the mountains and being able to just drive out across to vancouver or down to the states and yeah so lots of things to love about canada
1: wonderful no and i've heard that from other people as well so that's great that's great to hear so so back to business here what common challenges do you see for startups and entrepreneurs what's sort of you know what comes to mind first off
2: yeah for sure so i, I have three spring to mind but i just want to preface that with, if we talk about technology, there's an interesting and scary statistic that 70% of technology projects don't reach their goals. And I really want to reverse that because many people in organizations groan when they think about their technology projects. So my goal is to take away that stress to make it easy to use. Because technology doesn't have to be complicated. I mean, if you think about, if I think about my own car, for example, is, is technology, there's probably 30,000 different components in my car, but I just get in it and, it, and drive away. It, and that's what I want technology and organizations and businesses to be is that simple. So when we see the common challenges, it's all around how small businesses from entrepreneurs to medium to large businesses are scaling. And that technology complexity can become overwhelming so I often see challenges around people feeling overwhelmed with technology choice. They're, they're scared about making a big investment into the wrong choice. They're, the second one would be they're worried about getting left behind. If the competition is, is overtaking them because they've bought a new technology or launched a new website or doing something faster and quicker. And then the third point would be, it's a bit more behind the scenes, but key to operations is around getting to your data quickly because we're collecting so much data and being able to create those reports, getting and then ultimately building insights about your customers, so you can provide better service and better better products, so you can serve your customers better, but also manage your business better. So, so as businesses scale, they run. A, I'm seeing them run up against those three challenges around being overwhelmed, worried about getting left behind. And also not getting to their data quickly and building your insights
1: big investment i could really see the smaller startups yeah you only have a little bit of resources to work with and you have to play them correctly right you have to sort of get it right the first time
2: as i say it's a difficult transition as well because as you move to small to medium to large you might start typically we start on Excel or the Microsoft products and that, that's fine to start, but you quickly need to get into products. And that's where, so for example, an accounting software, you might start with Excel and then to QuickBooks and then to dynamics. But that journey takes years. And as you build, you get more and more people involved. And more people means more processes, and then there's more technology, and then you have to integrate them all together. And that's that's where I typically come in and help other businesses around having gone through it myself as I grown my business and seen a lot of other businesses grow through this is share that learning is here's what you need to do. Here's what you need to think about as you grow your business to keep that stress to minimum. So you as a leader and a visionary and entrepreneur can focus on growing your business and, and selling more business.
1: Exactly. Using that technology to your advantage. I didn't realize 70% of technology products don't make it. That was surprising to me when you said that. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Big investment left behind. Don't get left behind. And, and getting your data quickly, getting your data and using it and being able to read it to move forward quickly. So your your, your background is obviously technology and software. So how do you use this to help find solutions for your customers?
2: For sure. So, so I like to break it down into three steps, because when we think about technology used in the right way, it's going to save time, help grow your business and ultimately grow revenue. But the thing is, it's not just about technology. And I love this quote from Linda Hill, who's a Harvard business professor. And she says, you need to combine the talents of your teams to create a collective genius that makes a real impact. So again, just it's combining the talents of your teams to create that collective genius. And what she's getting at there, and which is why I love about it so much, is that it, it's about collaborating at different levels. So you're collaborating on people, process, and technology. Because technology is a, an amazing tool if it's used in the right way and can create real impact. But you have to combine it with that human intu- intuition, the outside, and that's what gets the results. So I often say to my clients when I'm working with them that they, they they say, I want to implement this new technology. There's Salesforce or Microsoft Dynamics or they want to implement this now. And that's a technology solution looking for a problem. And we need to reverse that. So when we're saying how do you approach this in the right way, I always break it down into three points, which is start with the business goal. What, what do you as a business want to achieve? If it's revenue, if it's profitability, if it's team well-being, launching new product, there's a goal you need to achieve. And it has to be measurable as well, which is why I like the OKRs, the objectives and key results, because we're setting a goal, but we have a very specific result we need to achieve. So that would be number one is start with that goal. Then we look at what needs to change. How do we achieve that goal? So again, we're not talking about technology yet. We're just still on step two, which is how do we want to achieve that goal? And this is where you talk to your teams, build out some activities. So here's the steps involved for doing some research, talking to different people to get some more information. And then you move on to step three, which is how you solve it. And that's where technology comes in. So once we know what we want to achieve, what are the options and what do we need to change, then it's the how. Sorry, then it's the, the yeah, the how is the technology. That's where my role as an integrator comes in because I've, I've, having been an employee for my life, for a lot of my life, but then now as a entrepreneur and also working with the big four consulting, I've played the three key roles with any technology integration, which is the recipient of the new technology coming into your company, the the, the vendor of the software, but also that integrator role between the two where you're, I typically represent a business to say what are their interests and making sure the vendor delivers because a lot of times I get calls from people saying my vendor's not delivering, they're not listening to me. I'm not getting what I expected. So how do we how do we work around that? And having experience of working on all those three sides, that's where I, I enjoy it most, is I can bring those teams together with again the people process technology. And ultimately, make sure that they get the vendor in line with where they want to be. And sometimes, and it's often a change on both sides. It's not just the vendor or the, the client or the business, it's it's understanding what they both need to achieve out of that project.
1: A combination and a collaboration of both. I like that. Gets, oftentimes, that's exactly how you would find solutions. So, for our listeners out there, the website, John's website, we deliver your vision.com. Fantastic website, by the way. I would encourage anybody to go. Yeah, it's very, very easily to get around in it. It mentions three ways your services can add value to an organization. Did you want to talk about that for a little while?
2: Yeah, for sure. So I'm a big fan of adding value. So the first way I work with anyone is just to help people with toolkits, frameworks, advice, guidance for free. So On on my own podcast channel or YouTube channel, plus my website, I I offer toolkits, advice, guidance, LinkedIn posts. Again, it's do it yourself. I'm always a big fan of start with what you have. So a lot of my conversations when I first meet people is, and they're coming to me with a problem, is, okay, well, how, how could you work with what you have now to get this going, get this moving, get this solved? And then then from there, if, that's, if they decide, actually, yeah, we need to take this to the next step, that's when I, the second one is do it with you. So I'll work with them, the toolkits and the process and the method frameworks to provide them the coaching, advice, guidance, and the project management with their team. So I do it with them to deliver that change. And then the third level is the done for you. So if they if are really stuck or they really have a, a thing they need to a project they need to deliver quickly, I'll come in and, and deliver the project with my team as a complete package. So I offer different levels depending on where they are, their budgets, and the, and also what they need as well. Because I don't want to come in with a off the shelf template. That's what I learned from working at previous companies is fitting a company's solution into a standard template doesn't always work. So I like to tailor my solutions to them, which is why I created those three options of do it yourself, do it with you or do it for you.
1: Which is fantastic. I know in in the past, some of the work that I've done, even when we were talking about start with your, your business goal and measurable goals and what needs to change, sometimes even starting that goal, articulating exactly what that goal is and the measurements of it you know, who is going to be, you know, the spearheading this? Who's, whose job is it to do? What exactly is the job? And breaking that down into manageable sections and really what needs to change, that can be daunting for some companies and even the biggest roadblock of all. Um, and then solving it, sometimes you have it all sort of mapped clearly out. You have you know, who's who's under authority for this uh, measure measured goals, uh, the timeline, and you have to actually get it done. And sometimes that's really hard as well. You know, life just tends to to get in the way. So I love that. So you can start with what you have, which is a fantastic idea, because oftentimes new businesses, they, they have a, a passionate fix for some problem out there. And if they can start with what they have, that even starts with that momentum. And I like the idea that you can coach and give guidance as well. So even though we're working with technology and making technology e- easier for everyone, there's still that organic journey.
2: Yes, exactly that. It's, and that's what I love about entrepreneurship and these, these rainforest get-togethers when you hear these stories and you talk to people and then help these businesses because it takes you in directions you don't always expect. It was, it, and that's what I love about being working in the entrepreneur space, being an entrepreneur is, and and helping others is because, yeah, that variety. You never know where the day's going to bring you. It was Back to the financial services days when we were in try, trying to improve the technology for the sales consultants by improving the laptops and issuing insurance quicker. We did the project successfully, met all the goals, but the revenue sales wasn't increasing as much as we thought. So we went back to the, some of the customers and got some feedback and one of the customers said, well, where are my flowers and chocolates when I get a policy? And we're like, what What are you talking about? Where what are you talking about flowers and chocolates? They they didn't care, as they, they liked the insurance being issued immediately. But one of the uh, sales consultants said, when your policy is issued, you'll get some flowers and chocolates. And they were really looking forward to these flowers and chocolates, which we didn't know were part of this package we were supposed to be delivering because it was an anecdotal uh, behind the scenes uh, comment. Anyway, so when we realized that flowers and chocolates, you know, adds 20, 30 bucks, 50 bucks max to a policy, we started doing that more. The, the sales revenue went through the roof. So it's, it's those sort of insights and journeys as you work with clients and and, pay, and, the, and the customers and understand these different ways of working. That you uncover these new ways of ultimately helping everyone.
1: So let's talk a little bit about how this your entrepreneurial journey um, is an added value to the Rainforest ecosystem. They do some wonderful stuff here at the Rainforest Alberta.
2: Mm, yes, exactly. And it's and again, it's technology is everywhere. And it's in our personal lives. Is we we get apps downloaded on our phones instantaneously to start using them, and then we expect that to happen in our business lives as well. And and it's always a little bit more complicated because there's a few more people involved as we talked about earlier. So if anything, how it adds value to the rainforest ecosystem is around, I'd say it boils down to one thing, which is just be curious. And I learned this from the, a Canadian visionary and innovator called Dan Sullivan. If you've not seen his work around the coaching, it's, it's awesome. One of his quotes is around, the good news is we're busy, but the bad news is we're too busy. And the point is, we'll always be busy. There's always things to, to do, get distractions, but there's all, we have to make time for improvements because we're always gonna be busy. And that's where technology can help, but only once we're being curious. So it's not about asking, it's about asking the right questions. It's not about getting to the answer quickly, it's about asking the right questions. So from a rainforest ecosystem point of view, that's why I love the the meetups and the the lunch without lunch is because we get to ask each other questions, we get to understand and meet new people and see how people are doing things. And often that outside of someone else in a related business or even a completely different business will sometimes trigger ideas in our own businesses to say, okay, I hadn't considered that. And let's perhaps work on that differently, be it around how we sell to our customers online on a website or how we do things in the background. So Like I said before, if I'm going to leave the audience with one thing, it's that technology doesn't have to be complicated, but don't let technology be a solution looking for a problem.
1: Well said. Well said. Don't let technology be a solution looking for a problem. Wonderful. Wonderful. So that sort of wraps up. Before we go, is there anything that you'd like your li- the listeners to know about you? I know we've said we wedeliveryourvision.com is the website. Anywhere else, if they wanted to contact you, how is the best way to do that?
2: Yeah, check out my LinkedIn profile. I'm, I'm often posting there as well. Go to the website. And of course, also like to ch- chat and, and and meet and share experiences. So feel free to reach out to me at my email address, which is john at
1: wonderful and i personally am going to check out your podcast (laughs) (laughs) because it's something that i enjoy so yeah no i'm going to check it out it sounds like there will be some really good discussions there and some new ideas so so i would like like to thank our listeners for sticking with us through this journey and definitely reach out to john if you've got some new ideas or want to have a good chat and thank you so much john for being my guest for this short half hour
2: for sure yeah thanks val and really enjoyed that and we'll chat again soon If you haven't already, visit
0: rainforestab.ca and sign the Rainforest Social contract. Become part of the inclusive, silo-busting, sector-agnostic, all-industry, open-sourced, ego-shrinking, ecosystem-building, entrepreneur-focused, wide-open social barrier-smashing community known as Rainforest Alberta. This episode was brought to you by New Idea Machine. We build great custom software while bridging the gap between education and experience. New Idea Machine makes your ideas real. Visit newideamachine.com for more info. Music for the show was created by Tony Deldegan. Please be sure to share this episode with everyone you know. Also, don't forget to come by and say hi at the next Rainforest event. Let us know what you think of this podcast. If you're interested in being either a host, sponsor, or a guest of the show, send me an email at rainforestpodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.